T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. What up, what up? Welcome to Maggie and Pearl Off. It's Wednesday. So glad to have you. Got so much to do today, so let's jump right into it. Not only will we be talking about the NFL playoffs and coaching carousel Pearl off and everything like that, our buddy Ryan Leaf's going to join us at the third hour. I'm going to be paying off one of my bets today. Finally. Yeah, finally. So to Nick in Texas and to all the Grainers, I will be wearing the duck costume today. I have it in my hands. It's here in the studio. Should I just grab it really fast? Yeah, grab okay, it. Okay, we got to get to Dak Prescott, though. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this. we got a lot of Cowboys things to do. Wait, I don't remember what the genesis of this bet was. Was this, it a college game? Yes, this was a college game. It was Knicks, Oregon, Ducks against my Cal Bears, and whether or not Cal would cover the spread of 17. Oh, I remember this massive game. massive boneheaded play, but <laughs> boneheaded <laughs> move by the coach. Anyway, could it? What did Nick have to do with he had lost? Field goal. I think he was going to wear a bear costume. Okay. Anyway, so... I got the costume. It's here in the studio. I'll get to it. And what do you think? 20, 30 minutes or so, I'll put the costume on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, you know, the, you do, always have to be careful with a costume. What if there's a really heavy story and you're wearing a duck costume? <laughs> <laughs> That's just the luck of the draw now, ain't it? I don't, I don't know what. If that situation arrives and presents itself, then we'll, we'll go to the judges, I guess. Yeah, I mean... I, I can hope nothing I bad just, happens. I can just see it now, costume, yeah. sort of a Dan Rather or Walter Cronkite like no, report. Doing that. <laughs> like, yeah. Why is this lady wearing a duck costume? Yeah, you know how yeah. Thirty for Thirty uses old clips. I'd love to see. I'd love to see you know Max Kellerman weighing in on something yeah. and and coward, and then cut to Maggie in a duck costume <laughs> saying. Yeah. I'm thinking about when Walter Cronkite announces that like John F. Kennedy has been shot. If yes. he had been wearing a duck costume, I don't think it would no, have the same. No. It, the moment wouldn't have lived in the way that it has. So the note for self then is if you're ever going to commit some historic event or do some historic event, make sure you do it on Halloween or yes. like the next day after Halloween so that yeah. every sports radio and TV host is going to be wearing some sort of costume. Yeah, yeah. something completely wildly inappropriate. Yeah. So uh, that's going to happen today. Let's get to Dak Prescott, though, before, and we'll we'll give you more details about the Duck costume as we go. But um, we got to get to Dak, who's coming off of one of the all-time great performances by a Dallas Cowboy, that the highest passer rating in the history of the franchise for a playoff game. We know about the four touchdowns, ran in another score. So... This was an incredible and a big exhale, I think, for Dak, for Cowboys fans. But now the turnaround is congratulations. You have to face the San Francisco defense. So I, you know how I feel about Dak. I don't think that there was an exhale or anything. Dak's been a good quarterback his whole, whole career. Of course, he had a good game against Tampa Bay. Now, I don't know what happened in the Washington game. 
But how can we judge them on this meaningless Week 18 exhibition game against Washington? I think, and I've said it all along, that the reason he has 15 interceptions are because he, so many passes he throws to his team, and they bobble it up and hand it over to the to the defense. Right. Did you notice they were way more careful uh, in the wild Took card game? Took some checkdowns, few well, more. Yeah. No, the, not 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 him. I'm uh, saying the receivers. The, re- the receivers kept it tight. The coaches must be killing them. Uh, Peyton Hendershot had one of the worst fumbles into a interception I've ever seen against Tennessee. So I think everybody is definitely watching out for interceptions. Now, here's the question. San Francisco. Yeah. There's a small problem. What's that? You just cannot run on San Francisco. You cannot run on San Francisco. So that's going to put Dak in the worst spot. So I'm afraid the interception monster comes back. I'm I'm glad you brought that up. Because if you want to talk numbers about the San Francisco defense, and I know we have a lot of 49ers fans and Cowboys fans who are listening to this show. So this is not going to be breaking news to you. But the defense is number one in opponents' points per game. We know that. So holding opponents to very, very few points. They're number two in rushing yards per game. They are number two in opponents' yards per game. They're third in opponent touchdowns per game. Now, where things get a little bit looser here for the Cow- for the 49ers defense is opponents' pass yards per game, which they're 20th. They're 19th on third down conversions in terms of allowing third downs, which I was surprised about that. And they're 20th in red zone scoring in terms of touchdowns. So here's what's – it's just funny about that. But here's the thing what the numbers are telling you is that, no, you cannot run on San Francisco, but you can pass on them. Well, yeah, but let's be honest, though. How many, how many of those games were San Francisco up by four touchdowns? <laughs> and teams Are you talking just, about garbage time? Uh, no, obviously. We saw it last week. DK Metcalf was owning the San Francisco defensive backs. Their, their secondary is not good. They're not a great cover team, but I don't think that matters, though, because if you stop the run with the Cowboys – we said it from August. Remember we had Tony Romo on and said the Cowboys are going to be more about running. Yep. Look what happened when Tony Pollard got hurt at the end of the year. Dak struggled. Yep. So I worry, if you cannot run, then Dak, like any quarter, and I don't think this is just Dak Prescott. I think almost any quarterback, very few quarterbacks, can elevate the team if the run game is not working. Is that fair to say? So I don't know if we're going to kill Dak. I, th- I think that it's going to be a hard game. It's a short rest, and it's going to be tough. But if Tony Pollard doesn't get yards, then Dak, I'll admit, will not have a great game. Well, it's just interesting because the way that it's setting up is really falling all on Dak's shoulders, right? Well, how so? Well, if they can't get the run game going, then yeah. it's not going to be even whether Dak can scramble and use his legs. It's like, how are you Are you going to be able to keep finding CeeDee Lamb consistent, uh, consistently? Michael Gallup, you saw him in the, in the end zone against Tampa Bay, you know, yeah. using the tight ends in the way that they do. So it's going to fall more on him. Like, they might say, listen... Dak is going to throw 42 times in this game or something yeah. like that. And well, it's going to be a loss. for as glaring. Right. So as glaring as it was glaring in a good way, as the spotlight was on Dak in Tampa, because everything was working like a well-oiled machine against San Francisco, it could be basically all Dak and the receivers. Yeah. And if so, what happens? Then? Oh, that's, I, that's problematic. Yeah. But and that's not just Dak. That's any team, yeah. and that's San no, Francisco's. Complimentary. San Francisco's game. destroying people for that very reason. Yeah. I, to me, I look at San Francisco. There's three problems. Number one, Nick Bosa. You cannot let. You can't have third and nine against that guy. Yeah. 
Number two is Eric Armstead on the offensive, a uh, defensive line. Yep. What's the deal with that guy? He's way too big and fast for a human being. <laughs> yeah. And good number, player. number three is Fred Warner. Yeah, who's one of the show fast. best linebackers in the league. And he's going to run sideline to sideline and cause major problems. If Ezekiel Elliott gets the ball, I would not go any Zeke if I'm the Cowboys. I would go all Pollard. Yeah. I like Zeke. Zeke might have a tough day. Zeke, Zeke is not exactly fleet of foot anymore. No. So <laughs> San Francisco is going to control him. Well, let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you're the Cowboys coach, and you've seen Dak all year, and you know that he struggled. Would you keep running even if it wasn't working? I think you have to. Mm. And it's like the staying on schedule. First of all, we're assuming this isn't a tight game, right? Because if you're down by two touchdowns or something, then obviously. Well, that's a big factor, well, too. That's yeah. a huge factor, too. Because what if Debo Samuel breaks two tackles and scores? So it's complimentary football if you cannot get behind in this game. That's very clear. No, and Dak has said as much through this mm, week. He's gotcha. like, hasn't really been talking a lot about the San Francisco defense. He's been talking more about the offense. Like, we've got to make sure we keep pace. Did you know that since Christian McCaffrey has gotten to the 49ers, they went from scoring like 20 points a game to 30 points yeah. a game? And then since Brock Purdy has taken over, and I know they haven't played exactly you know, the dynamite teams. But since Brock Purdy has taken over, they are now up to like 35 points wow. per game. Yeah, that's it's the crazy. problem. So the, that's probably why the run numbers are so bad against them because people have to give up on the run. I would hope the Cowboys, yeah. Mike McCarthy's done that, but we've seen him do that before. He used to do that in Green Bay, not commit to the run. Yep. That feels like a disaster. And I, I'm a Dak guy, but even I admit, going against that team, you cannot have him throw 42 times. I mean, look at what Brady threw 66 times yeah, against uh, against the Dallas defense. I don't know how much he <laughs> threw against the 49ers defense a couple weeks ago. I think he also had like over, yeah. 40, over 40. And they lost 35-7. And yeah. they were never even in that game. Yeah. No, This anytime Tom Brady's throwing over 50 passes, how many of them hit, were straight into the ground, too? <laughs> yes, I know. Tom Brady, he's got to lead the league in dirt balls anyway. Uh, I would love to see. If, if I'm a Cowboys fan, here's how I want to play out. Yeah. Pollard and Elliott are effective. The, the Niners, on the other hand, cannot run the ball and have to have Brock Purdy drop back. And then we're talking Micah Parsons' time. I the know, exact but, opposite storyline that we're kind of weighing in here. I know, but in what universe are the 49ers not going to be able to run the ball? <laughs> and, like, it's not even, first of all, Shanahan's, like, the run game guy. Yeah, and then yeah. secondly, it's like, even if they don't straight up run the ball, they're going to do something like between McCaffrey <laughs> yeah. and having Debo's ability to even take balls on no. the backfield. I mean, Debo Samuel's leading the league in yards after catch with nine. And yeah. Kittle's got like six and a half yards after catch. And don't forget wildly fresh Elijah Mitchell coming off. The, I mean, it's going to be hard. Yeah. But it's playoffs. Totally unpredictable. We had the Ravens almost beat the Bengals and the Dolphins with Skylar Thompson go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Bills. Anything could happen. Yeah, it's, isn't it so funny? We don't even bring up the fact that Brock Purdy's a rookie in this conversation. You know, we're going to talk about it because we can't tell, is is this already Brock Purdy's job and now he's just fighting guys off, including not just Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo, who you never believe will actually leave San Francisco. I haven't seen him leave yet. <laughs> but also <laughs> Tom Brady. Yeah, big time. And Aaron Rodgers now, too. And now Aaron Rodgers. Who's, I didn't even I didn't even know that Aaron Rodgers was in the mix for the 49ers. How well, that I mean, it's from from out that part of the. Oh, I know. I mean, you don't think that Aaron Rodgers and San Francisco are going to be thinking about each other? <laughs> thinking about each other, they got a crush <laughs> on each other. You're going to have to trade though. Do you see the the Packers and the 49ers uh, yes. trading? Well, the Niners. I don't know what they have left. They gladly traded for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, of course I would see the Packers. Yeah, the Packers are not going to. They're not going to care. They're rebuilding. 
They'll they'll give Aaron Rodgers anywhere who gives the best package. You're right. San Francisco might they not have, have they it. Have, they, first of all, they gave up draft picks for McCaffrey. Yeah, not, no first-rounders. No first-rounders because of the Trey Lance trade-up. I mean, I don't know what they really have to trade. That's also, what point. makes you think Green Bay is in a full rebuild? You just kind of snuck that in there. Because their number one and two target were a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick. They let uh, Devontae Adams walk. They're letting Alan Lazard walk. I don't think they had a choice with Devontae Adams. I think he they, was walking no matter what. I think they have to rebuild. I, their defense is just not working. That's very clear. And their linemen are held together by Band-Aids and glue. Yeah. What, what do you, what's the future? Where's the bright upside with Aaron Rodgers, their quarterback? I don't see it. Unless you think these wide receivers are so talented that they're going to be unstoppable next year. I mean, come on. We, they had this great running back room, and they were 8-9 and nine this year. What is that great running back room going to do for them? Man, all right, so we got a lot. Now Perloff just put everything on the table there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now well, we got Green Bay on the table. All it right. is, it's not hard to go from Brock Purdy to Aaron Rodgers. This is what we're talking about this year, Maggie. <laughs> the playoffs are a giant quarterback carousel, and everything that happens this weekend is going to change the narrative of what's going to happen in this offseason, including – Probably Dak Prescott. I think we're yep. going to look at him much differently. I think his legacy is on the line here. If he goes into San Francisco and wins this game, it's like what happened against Tampa on steroids. Yep. That is the, the you have arrived moment. You could say getting $40 million a year was the you arrived moment, but in terms of Cowboys and history, right, legacy, I guess this so. would be it. He's kind of arrived. He has, has more commercials than any NFL player in the league. I don't feel like he's arriving. Dak Prescott is gigantic Baker star. Baker Mayfield had more commercials than Dak. Dak got Dak got all the Cam Newton commercials. He <laughs> he's everywhere. Sleep Number, Oikos, yeah, yogurt. I think I think he's number one. It's funny. It's still the Mannings. I think have the most. Yeah, commercials. I mean Mahomes Dudes haven't take haven't taken a snap in years. Mahomes has a lot. Uh, I mean, some guys probably get offered them. Tom Brady famously never did commercials. Yeah. Now he does everything. <laughs> now it's, he's, it's terrible. Guys sell, he'll sell you anything. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Got a movie out and all that. Uh, okay, so let's focus in here on Dak Prescott. How do you think he's going to fare against the 49ers defense? Is this where, like, the Dak Prescott great sort of, you know, run kind of comes to an end? Great run. He had one great game. But does he continue to build on that? Or is this where it sort of wait, ends, wait, wait. like a one-and-done situation? I, I don't love the way you're talking about Dak Prescott. Isn't he a four-time Pro Bowler? He's he's a giant star in t- in already. In terms of you're, postseason he's success. He's 29 years old. He's not. You're talking about him like he's a young guy, like Trevor Lawrence, who's about to arrive. Dak has been there. I know, but you're talking about his legacy on the line. Yes. Okay, let's go I, with that. Is Dak's I, legacy on the line? I kind of see what you're saying. Yeah. But I don't want to talk about him like he's Brock Purdy because he's really established as an NFL star. And before Monday night's game, I bet if you polled uh, every Cowboy fan in this country, it would come down 50-50 on whether they actually trust Dak Prescott in a big spot. And Ah. now he's starting to let some of that questioning and some of that uncertainty maybe is starting to fall away. Yeah, I I don't view it that way. I don't think Cowboys fans are 50-50 on Dak Prescott. What do you think they are? 80-20. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven. Okay, we've got so much to do today. To my right, slightly off camera, if you're watching us on youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, there's a duck costume. It's yellow. It's uh got a beak. It's <laughs> how else do you describe a duck costume? It's fuzzy. I'll be wearing it soon to pay off a bet with Nick in Texas. 
You can also listen to us, of course, on CBS Sports Radio, on Sirius XM Channel 158, and on the free Odyssey app. Coming up, of course, the Cowboys will face the 49ers, but has Brock Purdy won the starting job or is Tom Brady lurking? We've got to get into that as well. We've got so much to do. Get on board with us early and often. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. We want to hear from you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back on Maggie and Perloff. We're still pretty close to seeing Maggie Gray don a Ducks costume. It's very bright yellow. Yeah. It's going to look amazing. <laughs> amazing for you guys. I don't know. It's going to be uh, my best no, look. It's going to be great. Yeah. But first, we have to settle some Dak Prescott business. Now, Maggie, yeah. I know some Dak Prescott debates. I was raised in the Dak Prescott versus Carson Wentz era. (laughs) Long time debate. Wow. That one didn't age well. The Dak Prescott versus Kirk Cousins debate. Very fair. I've heard the Dak Prescott Daniel Jones debate this year. But, you know, he seems to outlast all these Dak Prescott one-on-one comparisons. He is eighth, eighth, all time in passer rating at 97.8. He has, I mean... The first seven are all active quarterbacks as well. But <laughs> yes, he okay. has elite numbers. He's won a ton of football games. I, I think he's underrated. I think, I, I'm not saying that he's going to do great against San Francisco this weekend. It might be a tough matchup. I, I think he's underrated. I don't understand why we lump him in with all these quarterbacks who really have not proven anything. When, to me, Dak Prescott has already proven. He's a two-time Pro Bowler, been around a while, yeah. had some injuries. I think he's established. I'll tell you why. Because fair or unfair, until Monday night around 11.30 p.m. Eastern, he had only had one postseason win. So Lamar Jackson has one postseason win. Okay, but he also has an MVP to go with so it. So what's the difference? Well, that's a pretty big award. I mean, it, but this is that the DAC, the passer rating, the numbers have always been there. I don't think that it's same with Kirk Cousins, who you just compared him to. Like, no one's saying that they can't put up numbers in this era or that they can't be competent. But when it came to the postseason, there wasn't much there. Like, there wasn't much to look back on and say, wow, look at how much yeah, Dak raised his game in the postseason. He's a ca- First of all, I think he has played well in the postseason. Uh, I would check those numbers. But he's a Cowboys quarterback. There's so much more going on there. I think he's played well. I, I have to fact check that. I have no idea. And also, Des did catch the ball, so that would have been a win. <laughs> well, but there's so many quarterbacks. Business. If you look yeah. at the top quarterbacks, there's so many quarterbacks on this list who have not had postseason success that have matched their regular season feels like a weird reason to sort of not know, take but, him seriously. But those quarterbacks, I think, get put in a different category because yes. then I think you have quarterbacks who do well in the postseason who I think 
get our respect even more. And I'm talking about like a Jimmy Garoppolo, who nobody really thinks is like a great quarterback, but then he does have success in the postseason. It's like fair or unfair, the quarterback gets the credit and the and gets the uh, blame for this. I mean, has Josh Allen really stepped up in the postseason? Yeah, he had almost a perfect game against the Patriots last year in the wild card round, and you oh, even wow. said that it wasn't wow, his they, fault they lost a, to Kansas almost City. Almost perfect game against a nine and eight Patriots. <laughs> I'm just saying, you asked for <laughs> good good moments. I gave, but, he's had bad moments too. He has, uh, and remind me about a Super Bowl trip? Again, not there. Uh, this is, uh, I totally give that to you. He hasn't been there for the Super Bowl. He hasn't been to the Super Bowl yet, which is why he probably has the most pressure on him than any quarterback heading into this weekend. Maybe outside of Dak, I guess. No, he doesn't. Because people don't judge Josh Allen for that. I, I think Dak and Dak's a cowboy. I think it's a majorly a function of the popularity of the team as well. You saw the ratings that came out this weekend. Yeah. Everybody's watching Dak in every turn. I feel if he was could kind of hide a little bit in Jacksonville or something, he might be better off. <laughs> well, it's not going to happen. 855-2124-CBS. Randy you're, is in Oregon. You're up first here on CBS Sports Radio. Randy, what do you think about Dak? Uh, you know, I don't think he's going to uh, gonna win. I don't think he's going to do that great. Um, they're going to get behind. Um with San Francisco, they're going to start panicking. He's going to start launching it, and that defense is just going to take care of business. That's probably facts. <laughs> even uh, <laughs> even as a Dak back. Randy, thanks for the call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, that you didn't lay out a very nice scene there. You I know, do think legacy wise, though. I do think legacy wise, a lot of people give him a pass going against this Niners team because their defense feels a lot like the two thousand Ravens or. Uh, team that wins on defense. This is an elite, elite defense loaded with big, big stars. Does this feel like the one thing that makes that's keeping me from saying San Francisco is, you know, just pencil them into the Super Bowl is your Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. And I'm curious how they're going to look against the Giants on Saturday night. How is Jalen Hurts' arm going to look? He's not on the injury report at all, which yeah. doesn't mean he's not feeling any pain, just saying he's not limited at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if Philly plays the way they've played in the regular season, I think that's a game. If Jalen Hurts is feeling effects of his shoulder, I think San Francisco steamrolls. I mean, listen, the Cowboys are going to give him a good game, though. I think they are. Coming into the link, different animal. Tough. I, I think. And, and Purdy is there, and you're just never sure. Like, no yeah. one, even the most diehard Purdy defender, you cannot say there's not even a shadow of a doubt that somehow he's yeah. going to show up and this is like. All of a sudden, he's emperor with no clothes or something. Yeah, the Niners also have played so many close playoff games under Kyle Shanahan. It's hard to say that they'll go in there and just stomp the Eagles. That doesn't make any sense. But I, I of course, disagree with you. I'm not sure the Eagles are going to advance. And I'll tell you right now, if the Giants beat the Eagles, that that is a tough... The Giants might... They might be the 2007-2011 Giants. If they beat the Eagles... I'm picking him in the championship game. I am sorry. And I don't think it's out of... It's not... Giants team of destiny. That roster, though, in 07 and 11 were, was way more talented than this Giants roster. Well, they're coming in a lot healthier than the Eagles, so they could win. They just had the formula to beat a modern team. They can run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and play defense. So yeah. that can beat better teams. I know you're... I 100% agree. I don't like the roster at all. But... You know, it's weird things happen. Yeah, like that roster had like the first one, like Hall of Famers and Strahan. You had great receivers. I mean, I know that it ends up being David Tyree who has the most memorable catch. Well, who but these great you receivers? had Amani Toomer on the first team and you had Plaxico Burris on the second. No, you, I'm sorry, you had Plax yeah. on the first team. Yeah. You, yeah, you had I mean, good it, receivers. Good receivers. What did it, 
I mean, listen, Eli made a lot of receivers good, and they all pan, didn't pan out. I always call it the Eli effect. Mario Manningham, Akeem Nix, Steve Smith, yeah. go down the road. I don't know. They, they were obviously a very good team. They were not on paper nearly as good as a Patriots team may be. That's my point. You could have a team. Listen, when Daniel Jones is going to run 18 times a game, it's just a different animal. It's really hard to beat a, a team that doesn't care about its quarterback's health. It's just, I don't know. I'm really <laughs> worried for the Eagles. By the way, Dak's postseason numbers. Yeah. They're not bad. 10 touchdowns, three picks, and five playoff games, 98.3 passer rating. So the out, the, the one that, that obviously sticks out that is bad was the San Francisco game last year. Yeah, because he was going against San Francisco. Yep, he threw the ball 43 times in that game. 53% of his passes completed for 254 yards. is still a lot. One touchdown, one interception, and took five sacks in that game. As we remember, yeah, I mean that it's, that's the San Francisco effect, and he I also wonder, fumbled the ball, but uh, recovered. Yeah, I wonder with San Francisco if Dak is going to just be viewed as a, get a pass. Say he throws, so as he doesn't throw Nate Peterman five picks, <laughs> or sorry, Trevor Lawrence four picks yeah. and a half. I I don't think Dak is going to take a lot of heat for this game. How about this comes in from Timothy, who's uh, weighing in on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Maggie and Perloff, of course. Uh, one great game does not a quarterback make. You'll see the real Dak Sunday night. Maggie is spot on. 50% of the Cowboys fan base thinks he's a bum. A bum. Wow. <laughs> a strong. I, I mean, listen, that fan base loved him so much when he took over for Tony Romo. I, I, I know some Cowboys fans. They're a little more blindly loyal. But I, the Cowboys fans I know, yeah, it's not like New York or Philadelphia in my experience. that They sort of... They loved Romo, they, and they were thrilled when Dak took over. I, I feel like they're not much of a hater base. Am I, I could be totally wrong about that. I think you might. I, I, not that they're, they're a hater nothing, fan base. They are nothing like Philly. Philly wants every quarterback out almost immediately. I mean, nobody's like Philly. And also, you and I were talking about that game, and it's an 8 o'clock Saturday night game. What's the crowd going to be like in Philly? Oh. I mean, they've been tailgating since noon. No, earlier, 10 a.m., whatever. That's going to be a rough crowd. I'd like to hear, we should get on someone from Dallas, because I'm curious if there are people who call for Dak's job I, on the rate, on Sports Talk Radio. I'd uh, like to find well, out. Calling for his job, what would, off the basis of what? Off of last year, the game against San Francisco? Like, what would be... Well, what do you mean that they're not, they don't trust him? Or, or that if they, they don't, don't trust him in a big game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's uh, that's it. Yeah, that's probably true, but what does that actually mean for moving forward? That they should go on to another quarterback? Maybe. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I don't know if fans are kind of, you know, fair or unfair, you kind of get, when you haven't made the NFC Championship game in such a long time, right, since 95, you kind of get lumped in with the quarterbacks that come before you, right? So it's like, you know, Romo couldn't get it done, and now Dak can't get it done. Yeah. And it's like... And, Jerry Jones is your owner, and your whole organization's messed up. But yeah, it's like, it's like a that. collective sort of um, angst. A collective anxiety of just when are we going to get back? When are we going to get back? Plus, you get your quarterback who the last time you were a you know an incredible franchise is on TV every week, like right there as a reminder. Hey, remember when Troy Aikman was our quarterback? Yeah, Troy Aikman was present for those teams, but <laughs> honestly, I, I could have quarterback those teams. What did he? What did he do? <laughs> Dak left-handed <laughs> could throw more touchdowns than Troy Aikman did in his entire <laughs> career. Listen, I mean, you want to you want to call Troy Aikman's career to the mat? I mean, look gonna, at his numbers. You can do it. No, I know. Listen, there's a lot of quarterbacks who are in the Hall of Fame. Not a lot. There's quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame who don't have, like, the most stellar numbers. I mean, come on. 
he had Michael Irvin, Emmett Smith, and the greatest line God ever created yeah, in front of did. him. So different. It's a. I don't think to compare those two quarterbacks in those two eras makes no sense. And he had one season with more than twenty touchdowns. Yeah, but that was also that era. They Not were they really. were handing the ball off so much. Eleven touchdowns, 11, 15, 13, 16, 12, 19, 12, 17. Like so Daniel Jones numbers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I understand the era, but like that, those are even low for that era. Why well, they had Emmitt Smith? Yeah, why would, he's why handing would the ball throwing... off. Why would you? Th- well, yeah, you, you don't Alvin need Harper to. that can like jump over the moon and you can throw the ball anywhere. Michael Irvin and you had. You know, tight ends everywhere. You could throw the ball enough. I know, Alvin but Harper. You, you know as much as I do. Like, that era was not the passing era that we're used to now. The 90s? No. No, absolutely. But even his numbers weren't great for that era. I, I've studied Troy Aikman's great. I mean, the problem is, first of all, he's amazing in the fourth quarter, and he just won all the time. Yeah, he's associated with winning, and there was no way you were going to put Emmett Smith and Michael Irving in and not put him in to the hall. No, no, he deserved to get in the hall. I, I'll tell you my experience with Troy Aikman. There were so many games we had the Cowboys beat. Then you'd get third and 10, and Troy Aikman would hit Michael Irvin on Eric Allen yeah. every single time. He's the clutchest quarterback I've ever seen. But they never, I mean, he had such an easy job. He had so much talent ahead of him. He yeah. had four all pros on the line. So I think it's this Dak Prescott team is a lot more flawed. The salary cap's a lot tighter. They they can't really build around him. I mean, come on, Dak Prescott's team around him. He's throwing it. Noah Brown, who you won the overbet on last week. He's, You're welcome. He's throwing to Michael Gallup, who still hasn't quite looked like himself. So, I, I don't know. I think it's unfair expectations on Dak. Well, the other thing, though, even about Troy, though, is that, listen, for the great offensive line that he had, and it was incredible, he was able to get hit hard. Not like the quarterbacks today. I mean, they're still getting hit, still extremely violent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sport, I mean, that's why he left the. That's why he had to leave. Yeah. So, like, he had this great line and still had to retire from concussions. 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 All right, the excitement is building. Is it, though? Your excitement is building. My excitement is not building for this. The duck I don't know costume. what you're talking about. I can't wait. <laughs> I feel like this is going to be forever used against me. I don't know how. No. I, I don't like know when. I don't know. He's going to walk in, quack, 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 quack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting, like, today, like, every once in a while, you're never sure who's going to walk through the building, right? Every once in a while, could be could be New Jersey Mayor, or excuse me, New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. You never, I'm just saying, those are just people I've met around here on random days. Well, I hope could Phil today Murphy's be the day? <laughs> I say Phil Murphy could be sitting right next to me. I, <laughs> I would no not know. <laughs> Actually, Phil Murphy's running the board. <laughs> hey, Phil. No, we all know that's Skip Kovacs over there. <laughs> Stu's hot takes are out of control. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. You're welcome to get on board. You are, of course, welcome to hang out in the chat with us on YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in, get comfortable We've got coming up. Ooh, we're going to rank the AFC quarterbacks next. This was a lot of pre-show debate. We do not agree on this at all. Okay. Right after this CBS Sports Update with Rich Ackerman. Dominic is in the chat on YouTube, said he's eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with orange right now. He was recently advised about orange marmalade on cream cheese on a bagel. Orange marmalade is like the last jelly that I ever think to get. I, that sounds really good, though. Combining it with the cream cheese on a warm bagel. That doesn't sound good to me at all. Sounds amazing. you got to go raspberry yeah. jam, guys. What are we doing? No, I feel like any flavored jam would be okay with cream cheese on the bagel. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, orange marmalade is right. It's not a high up on my list. That's but not a peanut butter and jelly sandwich jelly. 
Orange? No, I mix it up a little bit. Listen, you got to go grape. Grape is the original. Maybe a little bit of raspberry or strawberry in there. But, like, you want to mix it up, go a little orange, mandarin. Yeah, I, can, I can do that. Mm. Have you ever told you guys about my favorite peanut butter? Yeah, we've heard about yeah. okay. <laughs> it. My, my favorite peanut butter sandwich? Yeah. No, thanks, bud. Not today. We're only, we're paying off one thing today. We can't get too many involved. <laughs> I'm going to put the get duck the, costume on. Get it those onions it. going. Yeah. No, I'd rather you. wear the duck costume for the rest of the month. Then have to eat a peanut butter <laughs> onion okay, sandwich. Okay, I'm gonna bring in a peanut butter and onion sandwich. We're and not if you gonna don't eat like it. it. If you don't like it, then I will wear the peanut, the, 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 the I'll duck try costume. It. I'll take one for the team. I'll try it. Thank you. Steve. Are the onions cooked? Nope. Oh. oh, I did buy this duck costume in the size large, just in case <laughs> anyone else <laughs> needed to wear it at some point. Wait, have you tried it on yet? No. Oh boy. It's out of the package. <laughs> oh, that that, is, that could be problematic. That's gutsy. <laughs> well, I'm going to try it on. Where? What do you think? This is Macy's? Because this is an office. <laughs> Before you go live on the air, I figured you would have tried it on just to make sure that, you know, maybe any alterations need to be made. Do you think there's any way this is going to look good? Like, of course it's going to look terrible. <laughs> what does it matter if it fits or not? This is going to be insane. It's definitely going to look good. Why would it look bad? <laughs> it's a duck costume. It's going to be look so ridiculous. Cute. Yeah, it's not going to look it's, cute. It's not going to look bad. It's going to look I bad. I hope you say quack. <laughs> I think I'm contractually obligated. I don't know what I signed away to Nick. He's got all the terms and conditions. There's a lot going on. Uh, let's get to Aaron Rodgers. What the f*** is Aaron Rodgers up to today? We're bringing it back because... He's on McAfee. We're not sure when it's going to be the next time. Now we're into the off season. Are they going to keep doing this? No anyway, idea. Um, he was definitely not in Green Bay doing this. I think he said he was in California. But this is what Aaron Rodgers had to say about his future with the Packers and what the Packers could look like next year. If there's a rebuild going on, I won't be a part of that. But it's a mindset. You know, if they want to go younger and, and think Jordan's ready to go, then they're, then that might be the way they want to go. And if that's the case and I still want to play, then – there's only one option, right? That's to play somewhere else. I mean, is he like saying it because he's kind of hoping it happens, or he's just trying to lay out every scenario of what could be? Because he didn't seem like he was broken up about it. He wasn't like, listen, if they're going to do a rebuild, I'm going to be personally offended by that. I want to finish my career in Green Bay, darn it. Well, he has a lot of reasons to want to get out of there. I mean, the Vegas odds for the next team are the Raiders. I mean, look at his receivers. Do you think he wants to be there? I I, I agree with they what he came on nicely at the end of the year, though. I agree with what he said. Well, what he implied, he can win an MVP. He can play at an MVP level, but it's not going to be in Green Bay. That team's just not good enough around him. They the offensive line is just way too beat up all the time. Yeah, those receivers are not good yet. Yeah, but by the end of the because year, Aaron Rodgers is throwing them the football. No, but by the end of the year, they looked a lot better. Watson looked better. I mean. It made me think what could have happened if maybe Rodgers had shown up to the offseason workouts yeah. and really tried to work with these guys earlier on. Could they have found some of that chemistry a little earlier than, like, week 10? Did they score 16 points against the worst defense in the league in the final game? Well, the final game was a disaster, but Watson came on in that four-game winning streak. Yeah, I, I don't look at this as a strong roster. I'd, If I'm the Packers, I say, thank you, Aaron. Move on. I think Jordan Love is going to be a good football player. Why not let history repeat itself? Do uh, 10 more years of Jordan Love. I, I think the Packers, they cannot keep doing this limbo with Aaron Rodgers where they don't know if he's going to want to be there or not. How many years are you going to do this? It feels like it's uh, five years of this of Aaron Rodgers saying, I don't know, maybe I'll be here, maybe I won't. Just go. Okay. Start over. you got to build for the future right at this point. And at some point, also, you have this Jordan Love contract situation. 
You got to figure out what you have there. Okay, well, the Jordan Love contract situation is a whole other thing. That's that's real. You got to pick up the fifth-year option or figure out what you're doing. But for Rodgers, like, I think it's kind of unfair to say he's holding the organization hostage because he's not threatening retirement this time. That was like the Jeopardy thing, and he was trying to get a new contract. He's under contract, and he's saying, I think I can win more MVPs. If I'm the Packers, I'm like, wait a minute. I think I want you to win those MVPs with us, not somewhere yeah, else. I, if I had to bet, I think he returns to Green Bay. But you don't think that – you think that was an all-in message? You think Aaron Rodgers saying, I love being here. I can't wait to, it to show up. It didn't sound like that. Yeah, no, it's the exact opposite. He's saying, I am not sure about this team. That is not what you want your starting quarterback well, to do. And it has real-world ramifications. We've seen it before. That's why one of the reasons that Devontae Adams might have left, because the quarterback was waffling. Yeah. So how do you build this team for next year in free agency, not knowing what Aaron Rodgers is going to do? Well, I don't – but, like, first of all, he's, like, 38. So, like, to think about the long term, like, you'd be deluding yourself anyway if you think that he's going to play as long as Brady. I don't think he is. But – the idea is he's not saying anything about retirement now. He's doing the opposite. He's saying MVPs. Like, I don't know. If I'm the Packers, I'm like, wait a minute. Didn't I give you $150 million? We gave you $150 million. I want to get my bang for my buck off of that. Unless you think he's really going to get a big return on the trade market. And you're going to have to eat $30 million of dead cap. I don't know if anyone cares about that. But, like, do you? what do you think Aaron Rodgers is getting back? I... Multiple first-round picks? If you think you're going to have them for a year or two? Yeah, I think so. Maybe not high first-round picks, but I definitely think you get at least one and a second. I think you get a lot for him. And, you know, it's going to be a market. It's not really what he's really worth. It's what are you going to have to send to Green Bay to get him. But Aaron Rodgers will probably have a lot of say in where he goes. You can't be the. You can't be, I don't know, pick a random team, the Panthers, and call Aaron Rodgers to say... Uh, call the Packers and say, we're going to trade you a first-round pick. It has to be a place where Rodgers wants to be. Maybe he does want to be in Carolina. Yeah, who knows? I mean, you go into a nice division. You got an owner with deep pockets. You got a good defense. You got a good offensive line. Yeah, I think Rodgers wants to go to a team that's right there. I I think he would not want a downgrade to Carolina. Isn't that funny, right? And, Stu, can we hear from Rob Gronkowski talking about Aaron Rodgers? Because, well, first, I'm sorry. First, let's play the the Rodgers cut about, do we have that one? About um, how he feels like he can win more MVPs. Samter, do we have that? All right, first hear Rodgers on McAfee, then we'll play you Gronkowski. Do I still think I can play? Of course, of course. Can I play at a high level? Yeah, the highest. I think I can win MVP again in the right situation. Right situation, is that Green Bay or is that somewhere else? I'm not sure. Okay, so that was Rodgers on McAfee yesterday. And then here was Rob Gronkowski was on this morning with a friend of ours, Kay Adams, on her new-ish show, Up and Adams. And he was critical of Rodgers. I'm totally fine with everything he said, except one major part, and that's the MVP again. It's just that I think I could win another Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, it, and then that would have been totally fine. Like, like, bro, like, why are you thinking MVP? Like, don't you want Super Bowls? I mean, fair, if you're Gronk. Like, I get that Rodgers maybe the question was like about your future and you're the two-time reigning MVP and four-time MVP. So maybe Rodgers was just responding to McAfee, like I can win more MVPs. But if you're saying you think Rodgers wants to go to a place that's close for a Super Bowl, or does he want to go to a place where he can show off and have great stats and win an MVP, but maybe winning is secondary. Yeah, I'm impressed by Rob Gorkowski. He's 33 now. 
to be that flexible and then come up with a stretch that gigantic. <laughs> Get out of here. He was responding to a question about what level he could play at. He was just putting words together. Of course, Aaron Rodgers wants to win a Super Bowl. And Aaron Rodgers very well knows he's not being judged on MVPs. He's being judged on playoff success. We don't know the whole context. And that is really creating something that's not there, in my opinion. Uh, I thought that Gronk was like not that far off on this. Right? I do. I, I I don't. I don't. I think he's completely far off. I to think be, Aaron Rodgers is going to be judged by how he does in the playoffs if he goes to a new. Well, team. of course. And he said, "I don't want to be part of a rebuild." So obviously, he doesn't want to be part of something yeah. that is not going to a team he that has no shot to win. He desperately wants another ring. Desperately, he. Everyone knows that. To be fair, Rodgers later on with McAfee when he was talking about the whole rebuild process, he basically said, "If the team." If the, if the Packers are ready to compete and win a Super Bowl, I would come back because that's I'm only going to come back and play for a team that can compete for a Super Bowl. So of he course. did say that. He specifically okay. did say that he only wants to play for a team that has a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. So obviously he thought last year's team, this this current the, the year we just came off of, the one that just lost to the Lions in Week 18 when they had a chance to go to the playoffs. He obviously thought, obviously thought that team was going for it. And I think well, a lot of us did, too. I think one of us I had picked them up in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. There you go. It was me. Right. I mean, if one that team... One of de- us were trying to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> I, it was me. <laughs> I thought it was you, but I didn't want to call call you out until I was 100% sure. It was me. If all those defensive also players Chiefs, had, had done what they were drafted to do, and yeah. they had a great defense, like San Francisco's defense, then, yeah, this formula, this could have been a really good team, but their defense stunk. And if Christian Watson weird. was what he was at the end of the season... At the beginning of the season, yeah. then who knows how good they could have been. I know, but is that on him? I mean, the guy's a rookie second rounder. Like, can he get a little bit to warm up? And he was hurt for a lot of the, the first part of the year. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Let's go to our buddy, Big Dave, who's in Kentucky, wants to talk about Rodgers. Hey, Big Dave, what's up? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, listen, the fact that we're now turning to Gronk for logical analysis <laughs> is a great deal. Uh, <laughs> that's our that's it's it's our fault <laughs> we shouldn't be going to Gronk I know listen I mean has there ever been you know to start with there's probably never been a more gifted um, quarterback physically than what Rodgers is but I mean has there ever been a more tumultuous relationship I mean you're going back to it goes back really prior um, you know when they when they drafted Jordan Love I mean they really haven't done a very good job. I know they got a couple of good pieces. They got a couple of good young receivers around you know, around him now, and I know he he didn't spend supposedly didn't spend any off season time with them to get acclimated to to work together. But I mean, it's just it's almost been like there's just been this animosity, you know, for so long. I mean, he made the comment yesterday that you know that a relationship, a professional relationship, only worked and would work in this case. If both, if it's what both sides wanted, I just, I don't know. I just, you know, yeah. I could see him coming back, but for some reason, it just feels like he's not going to. I mean, is there? A, there's not a single cheaper wide receiver room in the NFL. There's no way. That's impossible. Yeah, because Lazard's going to go. So much for the call. It's nothing it. but guys on their rookie caps. I mean, I remember a game where Samaje Torre was his number one target. They. They have put nothing into this receiver room. I'm bringing somebody. That's what, if he's coming back, they need to bring in a veteran. Okay, so yes, they would have to do that, and not just like Randall Cobb and like friends. or Sammy Watkins. Yeah, well, and Sammy Watkins finished the season on the Ravens roster. But I think that listen, a couple things. One, Rogers takes every penny. So I'm not saying that's why they didn't sign a receiver. I think they had the money for Devontae Adams. I think they wanted him back, but. 
it's, you know, it is a little harder when your quarterback's taking every penny. Wait, so, and the Packers had signed a receiver before he took every penny? Listen, they, no. des- they deserve tons of criticism for not giving, for not replenishing that wide receiver room when Adams left. Totally. Eight, yeah, five, I mean, five, two, listen, and two. Was A.J. Brown there for them? Who knows? When's the last time they took a first-round receiver? It was Javon Walker in a long, long time ago. All right, coming up, I'm going to put on the duck costume. Yes. Also, the best game of the weekend will tell you it's not even close. We'll get into that in just a moment. Don't move. More Maggie and Perloff. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.